Yo, it's BMSG Cook Up, and you're watching Cloudy Conversations with Big T. Alright, so what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cloudy Conversations. Today's guest is artist BMSG Cook Up. We appreciate you sitting down and talking with us. Appreciate you, I appreciate you. Now, uh, for the new fans or the ones who are unaware of you, just tell them a little bit about yourself. Um, you call me Cook Up. BMSG is where I rep. I mean, break my scale, grind. Um, I'm from Uptown, Harrisburg, Fort Worth, Emerald. I moved around a lot of my life, but Harrisburg is where I rep. That's where I'm from. That's where I, that's where I get my money. Now, like you said, you were born and raised in Harrisburg, Uptown to be exact. So, what was it like for you growing up there? As a kid, I feel like I seen a lot shit kids shouldn't see, um, but I also seen a lot of hustle, something I wanted. Um, I like money as a young age. My brother would tell you, this is my brother by the way, we call him Trench. Um, but as a, young, as a youngin, I just, I just knew this ain't where I wanted to be. So I plan on like making my way out. A lot of people say that. They don't really stand on it. I'm really standing on it. And do you come from a big family? Hell yeah. Okay, so you have a lot of siblings or it's like you got mad cousins? I got cousins, aunties, uncles. But yeah, I do have a lot of brothers and sisters as well. It's about six of us. I'm the oldest. And did you like growing up in a big family? Well, I really live with my mom. When I came to see my dad, where all my brothers and sisters really are. It was always love. They always treated me like a king. Like I was that big brother. Like they was happy to see me. No matter if I came with gifts or not, they were just happy to see me. So I think yes, I like being that big brother. I still am that big brother. They need me. They can call me. I'm pulling up. No matter what I'm doing, if I'm at work, I don't care. I'm on the way. I mean, so. Yeah. So were you like the one to get in trouble as your siblings, or you were kind of the one trying to set everybody on the straight path? Be honest, as a youngin, I was a follower. Mm -hmm. I did what I seen other people doing. That's, that's, a, that's not uncommon though. Yeah, but that's really what I was doing. Like, So, at first I don't think I was setting a good example. But I knew what my main focus was mm -hmm. when I got older. You know what I mean? Like, it's to take care of him. This is my place. I watched my dad be that man of the house. So it made me want to be that man. You know what I mean? And RP to him. You know, he passed away in 2018. Mm -hmm. But, you know what I mean? He's the making me the man I am today. So you have always had a good relationship with your father? Hell yeah, that was my dog. That's my ace. His name was Turk. <laughs> yeah, big Turk. That was my dog. He was a hundred. He was a hundred. So how did that loss affect you, especially now that you're a father? Uh, honestly, that one hurt. That one hurt the most. I wasn't ready for it. Uh, I had a falling out with my father. I ain't gonna get into it, but it really was me. It was my pride, and my dad was a hardworking man. Like. He ain't even had the time to even notice that I was mad, you feel me? Mm -hmm. But before it was too late, <clears throat> I found out he was in the hospital and, and it just fucked me up because I wasn't able to apologize and let him know, yo, I, I was in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Or let him know why I thought he was in the wrong. You know what I mean? Whether he liked it or not, it was still my place to talk to him. So that should be weighing on me sometimes, but at the same time, I'm I'm gonna do better with my son. To let him know, like, if there's any problems, you let me know. You know what I mean? I'm your daddy at the end of the day. I'm going to be with you right or wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm sliding. You know what I mean? 
and that's how I know my dad's coming for me. So that's the only way I, I get through this shit. Yeah. So do you feel like even though you necessarily didn't get to speak your piece with him, he knows enough you as his son to know, like, especially he's still watching you, still with you. So it's like he knows, like, your heart, like. Yo, he knows. He knows. I done been in trouble. And I sometimes I don't be thinking, how the hell am I getting out of this shit? It be my dad. He watching over me. I know it. Like, sometimes I be wanting to do some drawing shit. I, I hear that, him or something. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? So I know he's watching. Yeah. And that's good that you're in tune with your emotions as well as your surroundings to even be self-aware. Because, you know, most people, they don't even, in a, our communities, most times don't get to grow up with their father around. So the fact that you understood, you know, him as a man and he set that example. And even though, you know, like you said, he passed before you could speak your pieces, he's still instilling and you're walking in the path that he set. So I think that's something you should definitely be proud of. Yeah, I feel like um my, my dad... Even him being gone, people still respect him, and I feel like you had to be a, that type that type of nigga to to get respect from mm-hmm. your dad. People want to diss the dad and everything. You can't say nothing bad about my father. You know what I mean? So I really respect that man. Kind of give you something to to pretty much carry the torch, like exactly. You walk in his shoes now. Exactly. Whatever I say, I stand on. I want you to understand it. You know what I mean? So there, are there any stories that you remember as a childhood? Maybe like with you and your siblings or your dad, like. That's probably one of the best memories or something that you like to think about. Yeah, yeah. My dad used to make us do push-ups. Uh. And this is my my brother, but it's my cousin. I call him my brother. He's been there. And me and my dad, used to, uh, he used to tell my cousin to do the push-ups. And this thing used to bust them jaws the fuck out. And I'm like, damn. My dad looking at <laughs> he me He set like, the bar too high yeah, for you. Yeah, like, nigga, slow down. Yeah, young boys, we, he doing 50 pushes to <laughs> young boys. I'm like, shit. so now we got, I got to live that standard. But I got there and we really was doing them. It was me, him, and my cousin Shane. We really used to do 50 pushups. And my dad and their dads, you feel me, would be happy. Like, look, you young, you can't do this. And we get down and start pumping out 50 pushups. I used to make me feel good because... My dad would do some shit like that. He'd go over. My dad used to be good on like the PlayStation. He mm-hmm. loved PlayStation. Go over and play the game. And he'd be like, I bet this. If you can't do it, your son got to do 50 push-ups. If you can't, my son got You know how he put me in that put place? In yeah. So I'm like, nah, you better win, dad. <laughs> yeah. Put me up to the table. I'm trying to watch him do this 50. That's a very Yeah. So do you remember what you wanted to be when you were a kid? I wanted to go to the NBA. Oh, so you were an athlete? Yeah, I played ball. Yeah, hell yeah, I played ball. I wanted to, I wanted to go to the league. That was just. Is it you wanted to go there because that was like standard, or you wanted to go because you had skills? Man, like, I grew up on fourth. It was a basketball court right there. Everybody played basketball. Like it's just what everybody did. So it just made me want to be better than everybody. I wanted to go to the league. But yes, I played basketball. I played high school basketball and playing college ball. Everything was oh, cool. Oh, so you was really a ball. Yeah, I really hooped. I loved it. I, I really wanted to take this nigga with me. Like I said, like, we chose a different path. And right now, my path is music. Was there any other sports that you were into? Um, I could not play football. I was nice. <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 100 because it's you, T. But I was nice at football. I catch that joint. I can get free. But I could not take a hit. Yeah, so you ain't like that oh, contact. My, I get hit. I'm taking my helmet off. Like you gotta see me. And my coach ain't with that. Come on, cut. Yeah, I mean, get out of here. And that's exactly that's how I knew football wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Not cut himself. It's just way I get hit. Yeah, it's like, different. Like what yeah. the fuck? You got me fucked up out here. He hit me and way then, too hard. And the shit used to make me mad is nobody wanted to put me on defense. Mm-hmm. I always had to be on offense. Let me hit somebody. You know what I mean? Y'all yeah, I could have probably hit. changed it for you. Yeah. Yeah, but, I definitely could have changed it. But game I definitely for you. was just fucking basketball. And I ain't fuck with that turf either. I ain't fuck with the turf, so. 
But nah, um, what position do you play? <clears throat> for basketball? Yeah. Shooting guard. I was a two. I was a two. I came off them picks. So, so if we was building you in my player, what would you be? A slasher slash defender? Like, what, what would you be? Uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. My dad always taught me this. I always play defense first. Mm-hmm. Only because I never was the type of nigga to come out to score. I play defense first, get me warmed up. Once I felt good and I... Every you know baller I mean? know if you play D, you getting buckets. Exactly. But my dad taught me this too when I was averaging points. I used to score like average like five to seven points a quarter. Five to seven points, that's 20, 28 points a game. You feel me? And I wasn't thinking that. I used to call that nigga up. He'd be like, if you win, if you win this game, I'll buy you these sneakers. These J's coming out. And that'd be motivation. But he broke it down to me how to do it. So he always gave me the way. So that's why I fucked the basketball. I felt like that shit was easy. I go hard like the last like two minutes in the game mm-hmm. trying to score because it's five, seven points. That shit not hard. I get to the line a couple times. Mm-hmm. That's a couple free throws, exactly, honestly. Exactly. So That's what people don't understand. The game is kind of simple. It's all about how you approach it and mm-hmm. how you play it. Mm-hmm. It's going to determine what you what you get out of it. That's a fact. What school, what school did you play for high school-wise? Well, I went to Cedar Cliff. Okay. Um, my freshman year, I ended up moving. My mom got a crib over in New Cumberland. I ended up going over there. But from there, I moved to Nebraska. Damn, you was yeah, out there. Yeah, I was out there. I went there from basically, I say, could I fail freshman year? I just wanted to be so bad. I didn't like school. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was over there with the white folks. I didn't like them niggas. They was just treating me different out there. So I really didn't like school and I didn't go. So I was always cutting and I got in trouble. I did. I failed. My mom ended up moving to Nebraska. So I moved out there with her. And me and my little sister was out there. And shit. It changed my life. That's when I started really hooping. Like, so were you in Nebraska, like like in the cornfields, Nebraska, or like they had a little city? Park? It was the city suburbs. Like I ain't gonna lie, my school looked like fucking. What's that movie called? High School Musical. Yes, that <laughs> that shit was big like that. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not even on no funny shit like that big. Like damn, I'm like damn, I ain't never been to no school like this in my life. Like it was cold. Lunchroom, <laughs> that lunchroom you had like. Lunch. Food, like, yeah. you can go, like, you in a job, you can choose sodas you want. Oh, they had, dip, like, my school was like that. Set up. Yeah, it was nice. So, the name of that school was Papillion La Vista. Mm. Yeah, it was in the breast. And how long were you out there? Were you finished school out there? No. My mom moved me in the middle of my uh, senior year. Damn. I moved to um, North Carolina, Greensboro. And so, you been around. And I graduated at, at Northeast Guilford High School. Damn. Yeah. That shit was crazy. I went in there. I was... Mad as fuck because I was a senior, but in different states you gotta take different classes exactly to graduate. So I ended up taking like three classes with a couple young boys, like freshmen and shit. And I'm from here, from Harrisburg, even though I moved to Nebraska, I still from here. I come back and forth all the time. I'm from here, that's where I'm at. I always say my boy, when I'm from uptown, I say cuz. So when I got to North Carolina, it's different out there. They ain't trying to hear my boy, but I'm whatever with you on, I'm on with you on, you feel me? But, and I also said cuz, and a lot of people in Greensboro is blood. Mm. And I don't gangbang. We don't gangbang. You know just, I mean? just yeah, from where I'm from. Yeah, I'm from, exactly. So I used to get in trouble because of that, but I'm just trying to graduate. So that's how I made a little name for myself in Greensboro. So Greensboro, that's like my home too right now, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say, I can only imagine, especially because that's yeah. the middle of the senior year. Yeah, yeah. You still got to do what you got to do. I, I still graduated. I walked that stage. I definitely did. That was an accomplishment. Was that school different from Nebraska, like, yeah, as far as yeah. the setup? Oh, my God. My mom brought me from this crazy-ass, like, rich. We didn't even have it out there, you feel me? But the school I went to was just, like, niggas was, was dropping shit. Like, for real, I'm hooking up with bitches with crazy-ass whips. Like, that shit was it. Now, I'm in this school with 
Niggas wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> they they selling. They giving us food, them cheese sticks and shit at lunch. Like this shit's we horrible. Took back like, to the. I'm like, what trap. the fuck? This this is worse. I'm like, but it's cool. I had to get out of there, and I was happy because we moved out there because my grandpa got sick, and I lost him. Twenty. 21 mm-hmm. last year. So, but it was like, it was a lot. My mom moved us a lot. When I've been to Ohio, Atlanta, I moved a lot when I was a young boy. Did you like that or do you feel Moving? like? I like, I like being able to be with my mother. You know what I mean? I didn't want to ever see her alone. You know what I mean? I always be there for her. So I like the fact that when she was gone, we was going to learn the new city together. You feel mm-hmm. me? I like that. That was different than my little sister. But, Honestly, no, nah, I ain't like have to keep jumping from state to state. You know what I mean? I should get old. You got to meet new people. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it ain't like you moving from this state to across the border. Yeah. You go states, like yeah. down I south. Remember, I remember when I moved from here to Nebraska. That was like a 24-hour drive. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what age did y'all, like, start moving, like, to different states and shit? Shit. First time I left the like the state from here, I was probably like ninth, ninth grade. Damn, so that was a lot in that time frame where you're really like set in stone, like yeah, your manhood, who your group of friends is, like yeah, your high school years. Yeah, and I was like, I had a whole little clique out here, my whole little gang, and I was cool with them, but I was taken away from that, and I met a real good friend of mine. He's actually. His son is my godson. Mm-hmm. His name is Japri. That's my dog. He um, he saved me too. Like he played ball, and he came from Atlanta to Nebraska. So it's like I met him. That's crazy. I walked into him in the hallway on some crazy shit. I don't know how I bumped into him, but when I looked down, I'm like, "Oh, you ain't from here, my boy." And as soon as I said, it, he started laughing. Like, "Nah, I'm from the A." And I dapped him up. Now I, I went my way. And then later they had like basketball trials and shit, and I met him there. I'm like, you can't hoop, nigga, you feel me? My boy could hoop, you feel me? He proved it to me, he could hoop, so. That became my dog, and we went to States, so. Damn, so, yeah. y'all, did y'all win States? No, nah, we lost. But you, we lost. but you was a hooper, so. Yeah. It, did you feel like moving place to place affected your ability to really hone your skills, or like, it was a benefit, because you kind of got to show your level of skills in different places on different levels? Moving? Yeah. I feel like it changed me. I'm, I I know how to adapt. You know what I mean. But I'm always gonna be the same. But it made me who I am too. Yeah, I, I got to when I moved to Nebraska with a culture shock. It was like all white people, but they was like uppity white people. People that where I'm from, you they look down on us. So when I got like accepted there, like who I was, and they let me, they helped me on my work. They had this thing called study hall, where you really go to study hall and they help you with your shit. It's not even no special class. Like they had, you can't keep up with your school. They put you in that class. It ain't none of that. Everybody in that joint, study hall. They come in and you do your work. You feel mm-hmm. me? I respected that out the there. The culture was yeah, different. Yeah, and, and they they didn't play that. Even if you was nice at ball, you had to have your work done. Mm-hmm. So I respected that too. So sometimes I had to miss practice to get help with my homework, but I made it up. I made it up. Like Nebraska made me a hooper. And then when I moved to North Carolina, that's where I really met the Hoopers. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they hoop different out there. They hoop different out there. Them boys rough. So how did this playing college ball come into play? Uh, when I graduated in North Carolina, I took a year off to help my mom. She told me she encouraged me to go to school. So I ended up starting to, I met this coach out there. He was like at the, at the gym and shit. And I ended up talking to him 
doing shit with him and I'm going to Greensboro College, which is like a D three maybe. And from there it was just like I was just practicing with them, hooping with them, and then I was gonna go to school there. But then I found out that a school in Iowa wanted me. So I said I'm out. I moved to Iowa. Mm. And it was called Clark University and I went to school out there. And that's where I that's where I first started playing ball. Did you get to finish school or you No, once again I did some fuck shit, wanting to be in the streets and got in trouble. So, this is why you were out in Iowa? Yes. Uh, Iowa and Chicago, like... Right there. Right there. And I met some real niggas out there that had, you know, some shit, and I was fucking with them. And I got caught up. And people I was living with basically, like, kicked me out. So I was like, I'm out. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I just... I had to pack my bag and leave. I didn't have no explanation for school. I just left. So... Do you regret that decision? Sometimes. Yeah. But, no. I'm glad my mom needed me at the time, and I didn't know because she was hiding it. So when I got back to North Carolina, I really became cook up. And I got this name from my dog. He died, RIP to him, he died 2019. And that's the whole reason why I started rapping. He's blood, he called me book up. And I'm like, fuck, he died, he, he rapped BMSG. He died, it hurt me, and I found out he was rapping. So I don't know. Got in the studio, I got behind the mic, and I just said, cook up, and I just stuck with me. And ran with it. And I ran with it, and I've been standing on it ever since. So that's how I got my name, cook up. So when you came home from school, you would say that's kind of where the inspiration for music started? Like you said, your friend died, or did you always kind of have It was like I had all this fucking anger from all the shit I did, you feel me? And I came home to my mom seeing how she was living and fucked me up. So I'm like, this ain't it. I got a little job, did my little hustling, I did my thing and I ran it up and I took care of my family. I met niggas I really trust on the way, niggas I done cut off and it just come with a lot. Like, I feel like I'm him. Like, if anybody asks, I'm him. If you got any questions about me, you ask me. Like, I just always stood on that. And I feel like, yes, me coming home, seeing how my mom lived, made me cook up today. So, when did you go to the stew? Like, down in North Carolina, or? Nah, I didn't start re uh, recording until I came here in PA. He died. I'm, I moved back out here. Um, I went up I went up to this thing they have called Jiho. It's like, it's called Greatest Homecoming on Earth. For, uh... Um, North Carolina yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So we went out there and we was thugging, partying, turned up, and that's the last time I seen him. But it was so crazy because that's my dog. He took care of me the whole time I was down there. Like he was like, bro, just come down here, bro. Don't worry about nothing. Bro got us a room. He he was at doing his thing, but he got us a room to make sure niggas was cool. You know what I mean? Like we came out there, niggas had bottles just for us. Like here, that's y'all. Y'all do your thing. We going to parties. We thugging. It was just like, damn, nigga had the whole thing planned out. Like he. He wanted us to come. He showed us what he's doing now. I was proud of him. So when I got the call about him dying, it fucked me up. And I don't know. I ended up in the studio. My little brother rapped too. His name's CEO Sonny. He rapped too. He nice. He from Harrisburg. He nice. He um went to the studio with him. And I don't know. While I was sitting there, I'm just like, bro, I'm about to start rapping. You know what I mean? And I found my own flow and I just stuck with it. So who are some of your influences in music? Dirt. 
fuck with Dirk. I feel like he's who he say he is. I fuck with him. Um, shit. Mm. I used to be big on Chief. Luchi. Okay. I used to be big on Luchi. I like how he talk. It's like certain people that really talk on the B. I ain't like he's just crazy because I used to fuck with NBA heavy too. Well, mm -hmm. I kind of fell off his music a little bit. He's not what he used to be when he started rapping. But now I don't really got too many big ones. But I fuck with Dirt heavy. I fuck with Dirt heavy. I fuck with Future. I like the way he be talking on the beat too. So are you are you the type of artist where you need to write your songs or you prefer to punch in? When I first started uh, recording, I used to write. But my brother said, that shit hard, but it sound like you reading it. And as soon as he said that, I stopped writing. And it was just a respect thing. Like, say no more. You feel me? I don't need to write no more. I'm going there and I just punch in, say what I want to say. And it's getting so frequently where I can just hear it and just start rapping. You know what I mean? And it's everything I've been putting out. My first song I put out, it, it's all freestyle. Everything. So, what's the vibe like when you're going to the studio? Do you need, like, to have your pros with you? Or you just like to be solo so you can just figure out the vibe on your own? At first, I used to always want my niggas there, but it used to get crowded. I'm looking for my blunt. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, shit like that. Like, everybody got blunts rolled, but now, where the fuck my joint at? You know what I mean? Like, I used to love going to the studio. I still love going to the studio with my bros. It just depends on which ones I want to go with. Cause I got niggas that just want to be rowdy all the time. Nigga, we here for a vibe. You trying to be rowdy. Chill out. I mean, and it just depends. Like, sometimes I do want to go alone because it's how I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Sometimes it might just be a late night session where I just ended up calling. And they're like, yeah, pull up. I was about to close, but come on. You know what I mean? So it, it just depends on what how I'm feeling. I'm going to say, and does the vibe of the studio affect the type of music you make, or you already know what you're trying to be on, so you just stick to that and create the vibe? Now, it don't really matter. I go anywhere and record. That's how I feel. But comfortably, I like having my blunt robe, my water, and now I'm comfortable with sitting down. I used to record standing up. Now I like sitting down recording. I'm calmer, you know what I mean? And it depends on what song I'm doing too, because some songs I might be hyped, so I want to be standing up jumping. You know what I mean? So it just depends. And you feel like you developed that as an artist? Because that's what I hear most people say. Like when you're in the studio recording, you have to really be in there performing. You're like you're, like you're performing this song in order for it to convey that emotion. You do, you do. I was just in the school last night and I was listening to somebody and I ain't said, but his friend said, and I'm glad he did. When he was recording, he just didn't have enough oomph. And that's what his friend said. Like, you gotta have some oomph, my boy. He just like you talk. He's like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm high, I'm high. And I'm like, it do get like that, but you gotta, like, give it some oomph. And when he did that, it sounded way better. So, yeah, I feel like, yeah, when you go in there to record, you gotta be like, you performing this shit. And is there, like, a preferred engineer you would like to work with? Or, like you said, like, it's just based on the studio you at? Um... Right now, shout out to BLV. That's where I first started recording that, and it made me feel like, they made me feel like I was home. Hey, yo, you're nice. I didn't know you could do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit like that. Like, it was, it was like gassing me up, and I appreciate it. So every time I had to come back bigger and better. And what's funny is, Hidden Pain, I recorded here um, with an engineer, I think his name's Yui. We was chilling, and he ended up uh, asking me, if I want to record, 
and I got a, I got a beat and I recorded. I, I couldn't, I couldn't like, I liked the beat, but I didn't know what I wanted to say on it. So I'm just in there smoking high as hell, and then like, it's like 25 minutes left, and I just freestyled the whole song. Just came out. And somebody came in the studio and was like, "Yeah, this shit hard," and I just start laughing like, "You for real? Are you playing? You know what I mean?" And I'm like, "Damn, that shit is hard." After I kept listening to it over and over, I'm like, "No, nah, this shit, keep it. Mm -hmm. Just keep it just like it is. It's short. I just keep it just like that because I like listening to it." Yeah, so. Yeah, so. But um, I also record with Drew. Drew. He um, he's my manager. He um, I record at his studio. Uh, that's where I do a lot of my music now. And Drew is uh, Drew Tyrell. Mm -hmm. Yes. We interviewed him. Um, season one, episode two. Guys, go check that out. It's available now. But definitely, uh, Drew is a a great artist, a good influence. He's not only artist. You say he's engineering and. Um, now helping to manage. So how did you guys even link up in that sense? Shout out to Drew. Um, I met him through my friend Lil Kizzle. Uh, that's my dog. And went to school and I met him probably a couple years back. But it wasn't even. It was just like I fucked with his music then. It was cool. So when I <coughs> linked up with him again, it was all love because I had more music to show. Him. And then from there, I ended up meeting his manager and. We just sat down and at one of his release parties, not the recent one, the last one, he told me in my face, like, yo, I would like to manage you. And I'm like, what? Take time? I don't need no manager. That's what I'm on. But then I respected it because he's my bro first. So he's not no ignorant person. Like, he tell me, nah, bro, that's weak. Come harder than that. And this is before he even told me he wanted to be my manager. You feel me? Like, nah, come harder than that. And I'm like, say no more. You feel me? Or give me some umph. Mm -hmm. Or like, alright, you wanna make a song today? Like, yeah, what's up? You know what I mean? We're on the call, we just making a song. So I respect him as a man, like, he's really who he say he is, and I respect him, like, he helped me out, and I'm trying to go to the top with it. I'm saying, give you Addison's and motivation, it's like, oh shit, if you trying to fuck with me, maybe I do need to, like... Yeah, step my game up. And really show niggas what I can do, because like I said, like, I know, even though, like I said, Head and Pain was like the first single, You've been dropping like little snippets and trailers for mad long now. I've been right. telling you like, yo, that's the shit. Like that's yeah. I'm like turning the niggas up. Yeah, with that, talk so. my shit. Yeah, talk my shit. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I definitely I got um I do got them projects, but now I'm thinking about I might drop them. I don't know. I've been thinking about it just because that's the old me. Uh, the new me, I be on some like I like melodizing. That's why I call it. But I still be talking on it. Mm -hmm. So that's what type of time I'm on right now. But yeah, I do I do think about dropping those. I've been talking to Drew about that. So yeah, stay tuned. So speaking of Hidden Pain, which uh, you dropped on June 19th, the song and the visuals for that, um, what has been the response that you got to that track? Um, love. I've been getting a lot of love. Like, they want more. They're ready for more. Like, damn, about time, bro. Like, I was looking for something. But the reason I dropped the Hidden Pain was because one day I was just in the car listening to it and it was banging in the car for some reason. It was just hitting harder than me that day. So I'm like, damn, Hidden Pain. I fucked this joint. Mm -hmm. I got dropped this joint. So I just hit somebody up, um, Tanner, and I shot the video that day right there on the spot. And TH closed Media. It. Yeah, TH Media. Yo, I, I was in the same fit. I'm like, fuck it. You know what I mean? I do it right now. It is what it is. So I, I wanted to shoot that dolo because it was really about me. But um, I dropped it on Father's Day. 
because I'm a new father and everything, so it meant more to me if I dropped it on Father's Day. And, and just hearing the story thus far, like it felt like the perfect first single to introduce yourself to the people about you. Like you said, you're taking music seriously. You're really about to put a push behind it. Hidden Pain really is like a song that established, you know, how you feeling, where you're coming from, and with this what the music is pretty much inspired by is, you know, the shit, the losses that you experienced, especially within the recent years and how that's affected you. But like you said, now taking the bright side of it and dropping on Father's Day because you're a new father and, and <clears throat> pushing that forward. So <clears throat> definitely understand that. Um, now, is that the sound that fans can expect from you musically or you feel like you're versatile can be like on a drill type time like it's really just how you feel yeah it's really how i be feeling but yeah i've been liking the melodizing but i definitely got some drill shit um in the tuck that i definitely thought about dropping this summer um i was feeling and I, I think i was dropping it as a single as well just because but um i am working on a project called the drops over um Cause fuck it, it drops over, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, um, I don't know, it's just, it just, that name meant something to me when I said it. Like, it just stood on me, like, this guy would be the first name of the track. So, that's what I thought. And, yeah, because like I was saying, like, when I was going out to research, I know of you personally, but there wasn't too much for fans to kind of find out there on you. So, do you feel like now you're going to, before that project comes, you should drop more singles to build up that, that popularity, that uh, interest, and then come with the project? Or you feel like you kind of already have people waiting so long for something from you that you, you just drop the project and just push the singles after it's out? Um, I definitely think the project I'm going to take my time on, but I am going to maybe just start dropping singles with visuals. I like visuals a lot, so uh, I want people to see me. Um, I'm funny in, in person. like. I am a serious person, but I am very funny, you know what I mean? I like to joke around and tell my guys do me and tell my son be funny with him. Like, I'm a funny guy. I just started playing video games. Them shit's making me mad as fuck. <laughs> Call of Duty making me mad, now but I'm getting nice. I'm getting nice now because I know that shit be getting hard. Like, I don't be trying to play on no easy shit because when I be playing with the guys and shit, them niggas, it's nice. Yeah, and, I, and I ain't be trying to look like no lame while I'm on the game and shit, so. What system you on? Uh, right now, I got a little Xbox. Oh, you got Xbox. Just because. I just, it's just because. I like PlayStation. My I dad like PlayStation. Yeah. Bro got the PlayStation 5, so I'll be on his 5 all the time. Like, just, you know I, mean? I like 2K. That's yeah, we can go that. Oh, yeah, you want that rematch. I know you want that rematch. I know you want that rematch. I say 2K gets yeah. too real for me. It really yeah, 2K, but he be talking crazy. I be ready to put the sticks down like, yo, what's up? So now I be locked in. I be locked in everything. I don't because care if I'm up by one. Bro. I'm going hard the whole game. People who don't play video games don't understand why people be so intense. Because it's like, they done made these video games so realistic to like what it's like when you play ball. So when you a real ball player and you play 2K, like, yo, this is really what it's like in the game. You can't, like, your distraction, your instinct kick in. Nigga, I got to, like, focus yeah. on this fucking, like, shut I'll the like, fuck up. I be like... Niggas be like, that's uh whoever I'm playing with. I'm like, nah, nigga, that's me. I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm right. making him do that. He don't know how to do that. Two K, I love two K. I swear. Bro, shit, that's my shit. Now, um, just back onto the music tip. You said you want to take your time with the tape. You got the name for it. Um, so is there any like singles that you already have now that you're ready to drop, or like what's the plan? Like when can fans expect for? You to go on that run. I got a um single I want to drop called All Night. <coughs> Excuse me, I actually recorded it here, um, and everybody love it. 
So it's a song I really want to drop. It's a single, um, Bro Son, that he got a song that he loved. Uh, what is the name of that, John? On My Way? Yeah, On The Way to My Top, On The Way To The Top. He loved that song, his son loved that song. So I think about dropping that too as a single. Um, but I'm working on Demons. Oh, Demons. I never dropped Demons. Crazy. I never dropped Demons. That's a banger, too. But Yeah, I'm feeling like maybe you should. Like, I'm going that, that run with them old snippets just because, like, it's what, it's what built the buzz to begin with. So you might as well hit them with them, with the singles, with the visuals, just because, uh, like I said, it gives people something to watch while you really build up that master tape to show them, like, what you said you've been doing is, like, putting in that work, elevating the sound. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I had these, uh, they, like, snippets, too. Like, they, like, two-minute songs. But I thought about dropping them too, just for people to listen to it. Cause I just call them talking my shit literally one, two, and three. I got talking my shit one, two, and three, and I'm literally gonna do talking my shit. Mm. And I'm thinking about just dropping them, <clears throat> just because it's showing them it's me. Facts. Shit, I, I wanna hear it, so I know the people do too. Um, now you've been mentioning it before, but just to go into a little bit more details, um, like you said, you're a recent father. You have a son now. So do you feel like that's been an added motivation to your push in your career? Yes, I, I'm going to make it home there, and I'm standing on that as well. So, yes, being a father made me a different man. Um, I love seeing, I love him, I love, I'm missing him right now, to be honest. But, yes, it makes me want to be harder, like, stronger, and really stand on what I mean. Like, I got to come home to you, you know what I mean? So, I got to make a way for him, and that's the plan. When you found out you were going to be a dad, like, how did that make you feel? I was scared. I'm like, what? <laughs> but then I'm like, it better be a boy. You know what I mean? It better be a boy. Like, I only make boys. And I never had a kid in my life. But that's just what I'm saying. Like, I only make boys. Speaking so, into existence. Yeah, and then when I found out it was a boy and the doctor handed it to me. And like, when he handed it to me, he had his eyes open. I'm like, damn. Like, this is me. Damn. And he wasn't crying. He wasn't screaming. He was just blinking. Like, what's up, nigga? About time. Like, <laughs> I heard you in here talking all that shit. You know what I mean? What's up with you? Yeah, like, it felt good. It felt good. Oh, his name's Kamel, by the way. Kamel. Kamel, yeah. How did you come up with that? Um, His mom's name Melissa, and my name's Kajan. So I put it together. Oh, and that's I named nice. him Kamel. And how old is he now? He's seven months. He'll be eight months next month. Okay, so damn, he's still rather young, but bad. <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, seven months. He's getting to the age where he's about to start crawling. Oh and man, really he's like up. basically, he basically is crawling right now. He get to everything. Yeah. When he wake up, he smacked the shit out of me, and he grabbed my hair. Oh, he's yeah, cool. Yeah, he did all that. Like, wake up, daddy. I'm up. He cool. He cool. Do you feel like? the father that you had and you know the example of you know actually having someone be around has even influenced you even more to want to be in your son's life say that one more time uh like the father you know having a father yourself and him even he passed away but him setting the example beforehand like that is influenced you to be the type of father you are now yes um my dad he was hard on me he wasn't soft at all like he loved the shit out of me you know what I mean? Shut up, you burn up, cry type shit. You know what I mean? Like, he was just funny. And he didn't beat me. He he hit me in my chest. Like, he hit me one good time to let you know. I'm not playing with you. You know what I mean? Sit your ass down or go do what you're supposed to do. Like, he really, mm -hmm. that's how I'm going to be on my son. I'm not going to whip him. I'm going to let him know I'm going to 
give him a firm, like, you know what I mean? Stop playing with me. So that's going to definitely be a part of how I'll be a father. But I'm also going to make my son know what it is to be a man, too. But I'm going to let him be a child first. That's what people got fucked up. They let their kids grow up too fast. I want my son to be a child. I want him to enjoy his childhood. You know what I mean? I want him to make, if he wants to be a fucking astronaut, Son, we're going to make you an astronaut. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of time I'm on. Whatever he want to do, I'm going to go with it. I'm not going to force him to do what I want him to do. Mm -hmm. I want him to play ball, so I'm going <laughs> to give him the ball. You know what I mean? Uh, come on, let's help try to guide him. Yes, here. but you know what I mean? Whatever you want to do, son, we're going to do. And that's what, I, that's what I'm going to install in my father. Do you want um, more kids? Uh, Right now, I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> chilling, but yeah, I feel like I could breed a whole squad, you know what I mean, yeah, a little team, but right now, I'm, I'm trying to chill out, I would love to provide for my kids, like, a lot, I want them to be what they want to be, right now, I, I want to do that for one person right now, you know what I mean, it's a mm -hmm. lot, we have a lot of kids, and I want to actually be there, I want to be in their lives, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, so I want to put in that hard work now, so I can sit back and be that father. Well, yeah, and coming with fatherhood, sometimes also comes with relationships, so like, are you a relationship type of guy, or do you figure, like, that's why you're kind of chilling, because you ain't really know where you're trying to... Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I definitely love my baby mom. She gave me my first son, so I'm sticking by her. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. But, yeah, relationship, I, I'm not really good at those. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I'm learning to be in a relationship, so... I'm, you know what I mean? Why do you feel like you're not good at relationships? Like, what do you feel like is feel your like number one fuck-up? I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that would be my fuck up. But i also be looking into like, damn, if that was me, that's fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So i definitely just don't, I don't do none of that right now. i just play my lane, do what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? That's what I And you're also growing up, you're maturing. So mm -hmm. it kind of, every dude's story kind of like comes with time where they realize like, all right, I kind of can't yeah. be a fucked up individual. Yeah, that should get old after, after a while. Like, you know what I mean? And you've been state to state already as a young exactly. kid. Exactly. And I ain't gonna lie, I had a lot of fun in school. So, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm chilling now. I'll be thugging. You know what I mean? Focusing. Yeah. Money and... They're making music. Yeah. It makes sense. Taking care of this badass boy. <laughs> now, uh, in closing, um, what do you want fans to take away from this interview? Uh, you're a fan. I appreciate you, number one. Number two, you, I want you to know you can do whatever you want to do. Don't let nobody hold you back. I'm a different type of person, so I expect you to be who you are. I respect you if you are who you are. I don't like people trying to pretend. I don't like pretenders. So that's mostly what I'm going to take from this. Just be who you are. I mean, really stand on what you say. I definitely agree with that. Um, tell the people where to find you, Instagram, social media, your music. Um... Right now, I just signed to, what's that joint called? United Masters. United I just Masters. did that little joint, so I'm on Apple Music right now, but it's Cook Up on Instagram, BMSG underscore Cook Up. It's me. I mean, I'm on there. I definitely follow y'all back. If you're a fan. I don't like nobody watching me. Don't be watching if you just watching. That's weird. You know what I mean? Let me know what you like. Let me know what you want to hear. I'm going to give y'all what y'all want to hear. It's right. my plan as an artist. All right, uh, again, we thank you for stopping by another episode of Cloudy Conversations. BMSG Cookup, me girl Big T. Cloudy Conversation, it's a wrap.